Hello and welcome to this next episode. Now, a little bit uncertain at the moment because I haven't got my headphones on, so the microphone may not be so good. So if the audio's not so great, apologies. If it's really poor, then it wouldn't have made it onto the podcast. So if you're listening to this, I've deemed it good enough. Uh, I want to record something because I'm not on my own. It's later the same day as the previous episode, as Pigeon Street, but I'm actually later the same day and doing the same walk but not on my own. So first of all, I've got this person with me. So say hello. Hello, it's Connie. So it's Connie, who's been on the podcast before. Yeah. And can you say hello? No, you having a sniff? It is, and a lick. It is. Ziggy, your pet dog. So Ziggy is with us for what is, is basically his first proper walk from the house, doing what will probably become a fairly standard route we'll do between these golf courses. Um, how many have you been on? I think one or two. Probably two. So you've only got one microphone. So it's you not... have heard me before, so yeah. it's me and Daddy and Ziggy. And you're famous, aren't you, Connie? You're the star of CC TV. Absolutely. Um, so that's just a quick hello, based on this podcast. Oh, well, Please check out my YouTube channel. Right, so what's your YouTube channel called? CCTV. And what kind of things can people see on CCTV? Um, that uh, my family does fun we things. We do fun things, don't we? We do this on the miniature railway so far. We've done the fair. Yeah. Went to a fun fair. At the Aquadrome. That's yeah. a new one we put up. Um, part of our leaving Tudor Gables. What we haven't yet done is the look of the new house but it were a bit the reason why we've come out is really because we're doing a bit of unpacking it gives us a bit of space oh he's doing a wee wee there we go is he doing a wee wee it looked like he was but now he's just eating something he's blowing all these bits off the trees let's keep going then and if we think of something else to talk about we might do a bit more on this walk with the zigmeister and and connie and surprisingly so for those of you who listened to the previous episode where i was walking this route this morning early on a Sunday morning, uh, then it was pretty busy with golfers. Now there's not a minute, there's a couple playing over there, but we walked quite a bit and there's hardly anybody playing on this lovely sunny Sunday afternoon. I thought it'd be busy. Anywho, let's keep walking. He's doing well, isn't he, Com? Yeah. Right, say bye-bye for now, see you in a bit. Bye-bye for now, see you in a bit. Hello again. So, um, well, in fact, it's not later on the same walk because, for whatever reason, I guess we didn't deem it anything we were doing interesting enough to talk about, or rather, I think we were just too taken up with um, allowing Ziggy to have his walk, and we took a slightly longer walk than, than anticipated because at this young age, he shouldn't have very long walks, um, so probably a slightly longer and I think probably my power on my phone was getting quite low as well. So anyway, this will now serve to be the second part of this episode. Um, quite disparate topic. So now you'll, you'll maybe hear that I'm no longer on that walk or any similar walk. It's the next morning. We're now on Monday morning, relatively early. Well, I say relatively early. Compared to the old version of me, and I say the old version, um, the version that that predates the current version in that not so long ago around about this time on a Monday morning 
would have been, I'm going to use the word, an horrific time. At least one psychologically for me. Um, mornings in general were a challenge. Uh, Monday mornings particularly, having switched off from work as much as possible, not been checking emails, not been doing anything there. Um, and the sense of coming back to work or having to think about work or open the emails or do something like that was to me a, a struggle, a challenge to say the least. We had some mornings that were pretty bad. Um, and I'm from being very honest and candid, we're talking sobbing. <laughs> I mean, it really was pretty awful. Or I would say awful stroke, pathetic stroke, ridiculous stroke. I don't know, there are other words to put in there that just, I was so not like me. And I remember saying one morning or several mornings to Rachel and the girls, this is not me, is it? You would not normally expect this to be me. Where I was twitching away and crying and not being able to really be normal. And that would have been a Monday morning around at this time. So it's now 20 past seven. So usually up until that 7.30 spot, that's the time we had to get up. Um, that was the time we knew that we had to get back at 7.30. It's giving us about an hour to get up, get dressed, have breakfast, the girls ready, and be up and out for school. Usually, take them to school. Um, and often, the getting out of bed was the real struggle. Um, so now, at least, you know, one way around that, because I had often been awake from, since earlier, but then lying in bed, maybe going back to sleep, maybe just lying there awake, but thinking about all the things I'd have to think about or felt as I'd think about regarding work. So one relatively simple remedy to that was to just get up, get up earlier. Hence, you know, this, this is really out of that, as some of these podcasts have been born, the getting up earlier. Uh, well, today is not getting up early and just walking. So some of you will realise, you know, going up at half past five, six o'clock, getting out there to do walks around the local neighbourhood. Not had so much of that just yet in the new house. I suspect that will happen more um, a, once we get settled, but also once Ziggy is wanting to get out and have a walk in the mornings, then I think that'll be him and I on these morning walks and uh, I shall find myself podcasting here and there. Something for you to look forward to. Um, this particular morning, I'm on the drive to work. Um, it would normally be a, a bit, uh, you know, to work to go to the gym first because at 20 past 7 I should want to get there about 8 depending on traffic um, and that will give me a little bit of time uh, today because of the way I pay for the gym I've been umming and ahhing this is where my, my frugal nature let's put it that way I often describe in the past as my northern tightness I say to people I'm, I'm, nor- I'm northern therefore I'm tight uh, well uh, naturally not wanting to waste money so I pay monthly for the gym and it should be a direct debit but because you haven't set the direct debit system yet you actually pay it monthly but when it runs out you go back to the front desk pay again on card and keep doing that so when it runs out it runs out you have to then go and renew it well you're not required to renew it immediately so it's run out at the moment the reason why I've not yet renewed well I haven't yet renewed it for this year sorry for this month um because with it being August, it's going to be, well, it's from Wednesday, officially on leave, for probably about two weeks, I think, a week of which that is away. 
So that's a heads up from Thursday of this week, away on holiday. Um, whether or not we'll do any podcasts from the holiday destination, we'll get to find out. If I end up waking up early and can go off for a walk. Um, and you may be wondering then what's happening to Zig while we're on holiday. Well, Rachel's dad, Keith, is going to be dog-sitting. So he'll look after uh, Ziggy. So maybe he'll be one of the ones who some of his early morning walks while we're away. Um, so anywho, that's the that's what's happening over the coming weeks. So because of that, being away, not necessarily the best thing to pay for a month's membership of the gym. Because yes, I'd go today if I could, but I wouldn't be probably going in again this week. Then it's good. It's later in August. Will I go enough to make it worthwhile? I think I'm erring on the side of not rejoining, but need to find other things to do to try to keep the exercise going. The intention this morning is to stop by a local leisure centre to see if I can go swimming. Maybe an all early morning swim will do the job, hopefully. And then it's into the university. So today, I'm going to say it's quite a big day, important day for us. We are, we are at, um, what's the word, we're interviewing today for a new post, a new role, and it's called a graduate teaching associate. So effectively like a lectureship for the MAP, for the master's course. Uh, I suspect there will be some teaching for the undergraduate courses in psychology, although that's not my decision. The person doing the appointing will be the head of school. So we sit within the School of Human and Social Sciences. That will be the person doing the appointing. There will be three people on the um, interview panel. And as of, let's say, Saturday morning, I was to be on the interview panel, and I was quite okay with that. As it turns out, I've taken some actions to take myself off the interview panel. Controversial decision, it would seem. Um, But for me, I felt as though, well, there are others who are well-placed to be on the panel. So Paul will be on it anyway, Paul being the head of school. Um, and there were two other people who I think are well placed on the, on the interview panel who were also involved with the MAP. So the MAP course team, and increasingly referring to them as the MAP course leadership team. So with, again, I think I have made reference to Piers, who is retiring at the end of this month, and he is currently the co-course leader for the MAP with me. So I could either continue on my own as a course lead on my own, which would be the default way of doing it, or bringing in another person to be a co-course leader with me, which was my initial intention. Um, or maybe there's three of us, really, that are kind of heavily involved with the map at the moment. That's excluding the new person, the graduate teaching associate. Um, so the idea is maybe bringing us all in as a course leadership team. And this is all with me as a mindset of, in due course, stepping back as a course leader for the master's programme. Um, and that could probably only really happen or easily happen or is justifiable if I replace it with something else. Oh, perhaps maybe co-director of the Centre for Human Performance, Exercise and Wellbeing. There, I've said it. I may well have said it on a previous episode. So if you go back and find the episode that's called Human Performance, Exercise and Wellbeing, I make reference to it on there as well. So that's the intention of the coming year, as much as the intention. For now, we will continue co-course leading the master's course, which is doing very well this year. Uh, I believe we've had more applications this year than ever before. We've made more offers for places than ever before. 
Um, we're at that point in August where we're still getting a small number of applications and we can consider them. Uh, but our challenge is we've really made more offers for places than, there are, than we can really accommodate, knowing that many, at least some of the people who've been made offers, won't accept that offer. Uh, the problem is we don't know. Some have accepted the offer, some hold off. And towards the end of August, the point we have to start saying, OK, if you've not accepted your offer, please could you do so or, or not? So we know how many people we can tell off places to. But it's a nice position to be in. Um, I believe it is still one of, if not the, um, la- the largest courses in our school of human and social sciences. Um, so it's recognised as being a successful, highly recruiting course, which is, a, which is really important in the current climate, as they say, given there are lots of um, changes happening, which means academic restructuring, people being made redundant. So if you're involved with a course which is recruiting well, that helps. Um, so that's what's happening at the moment. So today we're, ha- we're recruiting. We have, um, I believe, a total of five people shortlisted, um, of whom four will be attending today. Um, and yesterday, as you'll have heard me saying, the first part of this podcast was a lovely sunny afternoon, sunny Sunday afternoon. It's now a rainy Monday morning. And you've got those classic, complete blanket grey skies. How about that for August morning, early August? Um, completely, you could not tell there was a sun in that sky, and I would not be able to tell you where it would be. It's such a, such a big blanket grey. There's even no real distinguishing uh, shapes between clouds. It's just one big grey with a load of rain coming down. I'm now in a queue of traffic. That classic Monday morning feel. So if nothing else, this podcast is you're hearing me work through... Uh, apologies, I'm now sat in your way. So I've got to move forward here to help you get out of his way. There we go. Um, of Monday morning traffic. I thought I'd left early enough. You know, left at 7 o'clock, 10 past 7 maybe, um, in order to get here. But now we're all in traffic. And of course the traffic is in part caused by HS2. So again, all the, whichever part I go to, whichever dirt, I'm going a different way. I thought this morning, rather than go the usual way, and then I remind myself, oh, of course, diversion, turn around, go the other way. I've got a completely different way to try to manage it better. Uh, but of course, you'll discover is everyone's thinking the same way. So this is, this is tr- travel chaos brought to me by HS2. Uh, so that's where we're at. Interviews today. So yeah, I'm not on the interview panel. So you might wonder, well, in which case, then why are you going in? Well, even when I was on the interview panel, so what I've done is I've, I've suggested that my two colleagues, who for some reason I'm not naming on this one. I'm not sure I've already named them on a previous episode. Sod it, I'm going to name them. It's not hard to figure out. It's Genevieve and Kerry, two people who work alongside me on the map. Um, and I will hope we'll... Um, take on some, let's say, course leadership duties, responsibilities, intentions as peers steps down from co-course leader. Um, and uh, I thought, well, how about they go on the interview panel, which they are both doing. So I've stepped back from the interview panel. I'm still going to be around all day anyway. I believe I'm still the person, well, I am going to be acting as the person who will collect the candidates from reception up until up to interview room. I initially thought that the interview candidates would give a separate presentation uh, to a, a team or to the psychology team. 
Turns out that's not the case. They give a short presentation to the interview panel. So I won't see those then. So I'm not going to be in that room. Um, but having said that, I'm sure I could find the slides for them and be circulated them. And my intention is by letting go of that, I'm going to use the words or the phrase, important phrase, and there may well be a future episode, not this episode, but a future episode, which may well go under the title of Trust the Process, because that's become a very major theme in a whole range of things. But the, the phrase emerges out of the master's course. I would have said it's a peersism, something that peers would say a lot in the process of talking about the map teaching, often the context of supporting a dissertation student to trust the process. When we get overly concerned and worried about something, maybe all we need to do is trust the process, know that it will work out uh, as long as we just follow the process. So the term has become broader than just the map. It's something we apply in different areas of life and I'm attempting to do that more and more and it's not always easy. Uh, so this could be an example of me trusting the process, letting go of the need to control and being okay with somebody else doing the choosing. So there's four candidates being interviewed today. Of the four candidates, I know three of them. In fact, Janelle and Kerry would know three of them. They're three of our own former students. In fact, having said that, one of them is still a current student on the course. So the great thing is we've got people on the course who are still on it even, but also have completed it, who would be in a position to then teach on the course, which is great. You know, they're now in a position to come back and teach. Um, have a little bit of a challenging situation knowing three of them and knowing them well um, and working closely with those three. Um, you know, either as former students, as potential prospective PhD students, and I'm going to even say as friends. So I hope by stepping back, I step back from that awkward issue of, oh, well, if I end up I'm involved with the decision-making, I've got to explain to somebody why they didn't get chosen. Uh, but having said that, you know, if I want to be, I can still be part of it. I'm sure I can, I can be part of conversations. We shall see. We get to find out. One positive consequence of not being on the interview panel, then that's four separate interviews I'm not involved with today. That frees me up to do other stuff. Either stuff that I really want to do, or perhaps most likely today, is do a few things that still need to be done. So there's some late marking, marking of, of late submissions to be marked. So I may get some of that done today. There's the usual emails to work through. Uh, there's looking at dissertation drafts, student work. So there's plenty of things that, while sitting around, if there's nothing else to do, things that would keep me busy. I've got to look at which way I'm going to go. It's this way. Um, so I'm about to rejoin. Um, this, has been a, this has been a good way to go, I think. Well, depending on how it goes, I'm about to join the motorway. So having gone a different route to join the motorway, it feels as though it's gone a lot quicker than if I'd gone the usual way and be sat in a lot more traffic, which is nice. Um, so that's today. So the nice thing about today is, well, I'll get to meet the candidates. So as like I say, three of the four I know. Whether not be a chance to sort of chew the fat and talk more, I don't know. I think they've allocated two-hour slots, I think, between each candidate. So it really does take up the whole day. I'm not sure how long each interview is likely to take. Um, I'll make sure I'm in the right lane here. I'm in the wrong lane. I'm in the wrong lane completely, so I'm probably going to get beeped. 
Yeah, there's a beep, told you. Thank you. So he beat me. The person I've got in front of didn't beat me. But um, that's me, because I'm not used to going this way. Usually when you go in where you know so well, you automatically get in the lane you need to be, and you don't even think about it. So many times driving up the same piece of road, which was quite nice to drive a slightly different way. Uh, it's possibly one of the first or one of the few times I've driven that way to join the motorway, which is now heavy traffic on the motorway. But hopefully that worst bit is just ahead of the M25. Once I go past there, we'll be okay. Monday mornings. And I'm going to say again that interestingly, I may have said it on the podcast, but it's a health-related point. I'm going to refer to it or refer to it again. Um, I've been told actually by the aforementioned peers. So whilst when it's 7.30, I believe at 8.45 on a Monday morning is apparently the peak time, or there's some data suggesting it's the peak time for heart attacks. It's Monday morning at 8.45. Uh, or that kind of Monday mornings maybe in general. Whether that's st- that is the case and still the case. Whether or not people actually have heart attacks sat in their car while going to work. Whether it's something else going on, worry, anxiety, stress. Now, is this person going to let me go? So I'm going to try and get to this outer later. So thank you very much. I have to do that. I have to do a little flashing light as the thank yous. That's important to say thank you. So I'm now in the outside lane of the motorway, which will hopefully take me more smoothly past the turn off the M25. I know this is exciting stuff, isn't it, folks? Well, that's a Monday morning for you. How do we make Monday mornings more exciting? By talking to ourselves into a podcast. That's what we do. That's what I do, anyway. Um, so we're starting to speed up a little bit now, so not too long, and we get up to High Wycombe. We're going to stop at the local leisure centre there. Hopefully we have, again, often find when you go to local leisure centres to do swimming, you actually find you can't get in. If you're not a member of something, you can't get in because they either have swimming lessons going on. I would hope on a, on a morning that's a slot which is set aside for adult swimming in lanes. I can get maybe half an hour swimming done. We shall find out. So that's probably about 10, 15 minutes from now. So that's probably the maximum length of the rest of this podcast, if I get that far. So we've got those interview po- interviews today. Um, so by the end of today, quite possibly, we will have somebody we can shortlist. I would hope so. Um, and we should find out who that will be. So I won't make any names on here who are being interviewed. But there's three of our own students, stroke former students. One person who I don't know, who is very well placed. Again, we had some strong, strong applicants. Um, and uh, we'll find out who's appointed and that takes us then to a point where we'll have a new member of staff joining probably I think in the beginning of September which will be exciting Um, and also the beginning of September will mark a new era because that will be what I'm calling the post the post worth era as in it's after Piers retires so Piers Worth my esteemed colleague and friend will be retiring at the end of August so, end of August, beginning of September is an important transition point for us all, especially for Piers as he moves into retirement. And for him, he really has been, I'm going to say, well, the word in my head is struggling, but what's the one of the word? Um, no, I'm going to say we're struggling, struggling with the whole idea of retirement, how that would work. He has worked hard, he's had adult life, he has been 
work I would say has been his foremost activity. Is it an appropriate to call him a workaholic? Don't know how what you def- how you define that term, but he would you know prioritise work over most things I would say over many things. Um, so the idea of retiring, I think, here is a challenge. Uh, what will happen is that he won't be retiring and going, okay, that's me done. You'll never see me again. It's very much a transition from one way of working to another way of working. So we're hopeful. He will become an emeritus appointment, emeritus being some kind of retired appointment, and usually we would say emeritus professor. Now, Piers isn't currently a professor at university. He's what you call a reader. Um, it's very, a very British academic term, a reader. A lot of the times in other institutions, in other countries, you might call this person an associate professor, so it's often the step before being a full professor. But it's changing between countries, increasingly it's a term within the UK, and in fact, as of the last few months, if that, last few weeks, um, at our university, the reader roles, along with the principal lecturer roles, have been, um, I'm using the word axed, they've been got rid of, and replaced with associate professor roles, However, it's not as if all the people who've been a reader or principal lecturer have simply been made a principal, simply been made an associate professor. Um, though essentially their roles were made redundant, and if, if one chose, one could then reapply for one of these associate professor roles. Well, as it turns out, Piers resigned, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, Piers. It's in a podcast. You may hear this at some point. But I want to say it's it's in the public domain that you would have resigned and effectively intend, stated your intention to retire just ahead of all that happening, and you weren't aware of all that happening, of those roles being made redundant. So whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, whether that's good luck or bad luck, we get to choose or get to reflect on. Um, but as it turns out, Sir Piers has retired or resigned, we're with, with set to retire, so he ends on the end of, the end of August. Um, it's hopeful, likely, he will get some kind of honorary, perhaps emeritus role. We'll see what that looks like. Um, and already there are likelihoods of him being still involved in different ways. So one would hope to still contribute and teach on the map in a way that suits him. So he wouldn't necessarily involve every weekend on everything. It's just trying to say, well, it's probably one or two places you would like to contribute. So let's find out ways of doing that. Um, there's also other activities going on in terms of possible research funding. There's ideas around that. We've not managed to secure that. There's other courses that he's working on developing that he might be involved in. Maybe not delivering, but bringing them about. Um, there's actually one key piece of work which relates to something called strength scope, which he will likely be involved with over the coming months. More, more on that in due course. So we're at points where we are going to be changing how things work. So again, another, another important, tell us the important, the important theme here, maybe this was what will form part of the podcast, or rather form part of the title of this episode. So whilst that first part was just very much a, a brief interlude of 
me walking along with uh, Ziggy and, and Connie. Um, but I think there has, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I think of a, a title this then because there's an earlier title, there's an earlier episode, I think a much earlier one, which is called something like Transition in brackets, it's just a banana. I remember that one. That's from walking around the locale, local neighbourhood. That transition was referring to Freya's transition from primary school to secondary school, which at the end of this summer she'll go to her new secondary school. Uh, but we're all going through transitions. So we've transitioned from one house to the next to being non-dog owners to dog owners. And whilst I think about it, in the belief that my star listener will be listening, uh, I may want to respond to this question. I'm wondering if Ziggy, is he, you know, to, what, to what extent is he the first dog to become part of the Smith family? So he's very much the first dog in the Smith family of, of my immediate family. So we never had a dog, or indeed I had no pets. I think my brother maybe had a hamster or a mouse as a child for a short period of time uh, and my sisters had a cat uh, but we never had a dog so none of us have had dogs I suspect my, my dad's mum and dad didn't have a dog strongly suspect that to be the case so dad you will confirm that or not otherwise would you happen to know if prior to that your grandparents would they have had a dog I'm wondering how far we need to go back before we know of a, a dog in the Smith family and I asked that because at the weekend we got a tag for Ziggy as little bone with the name Smith on it because I'm told we're told that you're not meant to you're not meant to have the dog's name on there for whatever reason uh, but you have our surname on there and then the reverse has got our postcode and a phone number so if he ever does go missing he's got his tag people can contact us to let us know where he is but on his, the main on his tag is Smith. So he's very much part of the family now. His full name is Ziggy Simba Smith. His formal kennel club name is Popolina Simba. I love that. Popolina Simba. He's just amazing. He's an amazing little fella. Um, and so we've transitioned from being dog, non-dog owners to dog owners with all that comes with it. Um... And then also we're transitioning in terms of um, the way the course will run at work at the university because with Piers stepping back, he's no longer a co-course leader. Uh, I'll be sharing that with others. So we'll see how that works. We'll have a new person join the team, so transition from where we are to an additional member. And importantly, the transition for Piers and those who work alongside him from being fully employed he then went over the last year or so, I think it was, to part-time employment, so from full-time to half-time. That was his step towards, essentially, probably semi-retirement. I'm not convinced he really let go as much of things as he might have. He wasn't supervising students, for example. There were, there were a few less duties he was involved with, but he was still teaching, I think, most of the weekends, um, supporting me. So he'll step back from that, and we'll see how that works. Um, so, so transitions. So I'm suspecting that transition or transitions will be somewhere in the podcast title for this episode. If there's something else pithier for the bracket, we get to find out. So I'm going to pause there as I head off this, this motorway. 
um, and hopefully stop in a few minutes' time and let's see if I can get a chance to swim. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for sticking with me on this Monday morning and keeping me sane. Uh, Whether you listened all the way through or not, I know some of you will listen all the way through, and you folks I particularly thank. Knowing that you're there listening is important therapy for me, if nothing else. So there you go. You're helping. You're helping this little fella as he hits, makes his way to work. So we're about to have a swim. So that's not a bad way to start a Monday morning, if it all happens accordingly and according to plan. Better than lying in bed, transitioning from being in bed to not being in bed. That was a challenge on a Monday morning, I can tell you. Um, so le- less difficult these days for lots of different reasons. Um, I'm trying to get to the point now where I can hit the, uh, hit the button which stops the recording. But I'm probably hard to do that while driving along. So I'll say goodbye for now and hope you all have a lovely Monday morning, Monday afternoon and rest of the week whenever you listen to this. Bye-bye for now.